Welcome to season three of Core Stories. I'm Emily Bruff, Communications Director at Otter Creek Church. It never ceases to amaze me how many ministries Otter Creek is a part of, and I recently got to sit down and hear more about his dome from Ruslan, and this is our conversation. Thank you for listening. Ruslan, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for coming by. Well, this is my pleasure to be here. Thank you. And um, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you come to, um, and tell me your full name and tell me how you came to be connected with Dinox here at Otter Creek and what you do for us in, our, in your ministry. Uh, my full name is Ruslan Asadov and uh, I'm from Russia. Uh, and right now I live in Belarus. Uh, honestly, I really don't remember when the first time I interacted with David Knox, uh, but I think it was quite fun when you know I met this guy. Actually, I have a story about our first lunch. You know, we went to Panera, uh, which is next to Target here in Brentwood, and um, you know we were eating lunch or breakfast something. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. And I was asking, you know, I was ordering and I was ordering some you know, pecan bright. And uh, Dean Ox was so nice uh, when I was, uh, you know, uh, at the, uh, talking to the lady about uh, pecan bright. He said, because the lady did not understand me. And Dean Ox said, you know, Ruslan, I'm on, also from kind of a South, and, you know, I have this kind of accent that's very difficult to understand <laughs> sometimes when I'm talking to people. And I said, like, this guy is really polite, and uh, he can, he knows how to, kind of fix uh, some difficulties. And uh, it, it was uh, the first time exactly that I remember when we had some uh, great interactions with David Knox. That's so great. And so tell me a little bit about what you do in Belarus. Well, uh, we have a ministry we call it, uh, His Dom Ministry, uh, Discipling Orphans Ministry. And in Russian, Dom or Dom means a house or home. And uh, that's uh, kind of a really ni- nice thing how we can call our ministry. So that means his uh, home, his dome ministry. And uh, our ministry uh, uh, mission is to show orphans the way to Christ. Our vision is to uh, empower uh, local churches and families to disciple orphans through foster care and adoption. Mm-hmm. And uh, just well, just to reach the vision and the mission of our organization, we do some programs in Belarus and also in Russia. Mm. And so why is this ministry important to you? Uh, why this ministry is important to me is you know, I was born in uh, Soviet Union, not in a full family. My uh, father divorced my mom when I was three, and uh, all of my, uh, you know, childhood I remember uh, when I I also had a younger sister who uh, is three years younger than I. My mom was mostly sick, and uh, you know, we lived next to a state, a huge state orphanage, probably two hundred or maybe. 250 kids were stationed at that place. And every time when we were passing there, uh, kids were begging for some sweets, candies, some, you know, stuff that probably they would not get. And uh, knowing that my mom's mom's health was not really good, 
I was, uh, you know, rem it was a great reminder that I can end up and my sister could end, uh, could, uh, end up in this uh, kind of a facility. Uh, and I knew it wouldn't be really fun to be there and wouldn't be really good for uh, our family to be there. And uh, that's probably was the first kind of a trigger, or not trigger, but it, it hit me the first when I was little. And later when I turned to be a Christian and uh, I was connecting with different organizations back in Russia, I felt a call to be uh, serving orphans and risk children because we... In, after Soviet Union collapsed and uh, Russia, we had and we still have still uh, a huge uh, orphan crisis. Right now, we have over f probably four hundred thousand orphans in Russia, uh, about like twenty five thousand orphans in Belarus, in the country where I live right now. Why do you think it's such a big problem in Belarus in particular? Uh, well, the. Uh, there is a uh, problem with not only orphans, but how people treat orphans and see orphans. Uh, generally, after Soviet Union collapsed, we had the social welfare system. Someone could call it very, uh, very nice one, socialistic, so, uh, you know, system that would cover uh, everyone's, every citizen's need. So you should not be worrying about orphans. You should not be worrying about your pension, or you should not be worrying about. Uh, like uh, where you spend your last years because state will provide everything. And uh, state provided uh, with no choice for people to pick, you know, to choose. And uh, people uh, kind of are in Soviet Union, they live uh, in this uh, vision that they don't, they don't need to be cared about anything. Future is provided. So provided by this uh, government. And uh, that's how it's affected uh, people's attitude to orphans because after Soviet Union collapsed, Russia and Belarus and former USSR countries that turned to be independent, they kind of faced situations like uh, economy failed, I mean like destroyed, people lost their jobs, people lost the uh, communist ideology that was the, uh, let's say, the uh, main thing that holded uh, everything together because social, uh, I mean, Soviet Union was a Soviet country they it, it was very uh, atheistic so nobody could compete with the ideology of the communists and uh, communist party and the great chief who was leading the communist party that that means jesus christ and the church could not be uh main players in the uh, soviet society unfortunately for people so after soviet union collapsed the ideology collapsed we got the economy problems we the country fell uh, apart uh, of course uh, families destroyed you know some families just moved uh, to different places and or they were placed parents were trying to find a better uh, you know ways to make money or survive and of course lots of kids they, they just uh, you know lost their families uh, parents uh, because of the alcoholism that always follows the economy and the political problems in any countries, including the former Soviet Union. Uh, and of course, uh, people uh, were, you know, kind of were trying to get rid of kids or uh, some of them they, uh, uh, did it intentionally. Some of them, they just uh, get al got alcoholics, use drugs, and some of them, they end up in prisons. So uh, that that was 
kind of uh, why this uh, all of that just began and uh, from USSR and just uh, provided this uh, of, I would say foundation for uh, orphan uh, crisis in there. And when Hisdom comes comes along and and connects with with these orphans, what is it that Hisdom offers and what what is the framework and how do you get connected with orphans and um, what are some um, success stories or a success story that you could tell me about? Well, uh, you know, uh, I began serving orphans and uh, I really valued the mentoring part because for about like maybe eight or seven uh, years when I was serving with different uh, nonprofit organizations, Christian organization back in uh, Russia and Belarus, uh, we kind of were uh develop the culture where we encourage the local christians to uh, not to you know not to be blind about orphans and uh, orphan uh crisis in our countries but kind of uh come visit orphanages do uh, provide the life skills for these kids uh spend more time invite these kids to uh churches and invite to our uh, christian camps uh, which were really successful to do and uh, of course, we wanted uh, these Christians just to follow up after our programs is over, just to spend more time personally with these kids. And that has kind of provided me pure vision that the mentoring part that uh, local Christians could do uh, were the main thing in this, uh, you know, as a part of the solution of the orphans crisis. But I also realized that mentoring it could be only the beginning for the future cure for the orphans uh, crisis in russia or in belarus and the reason is very simple i saw that uh, the main uh, changes in orphans would happen if they adopted or foster care so, uh, so i was drifted from seeing mentoring as a main part of my ministry to uh, the beginning uh, where uh, we can i can personally uh, can you know, see how we can develop this mentoring to the uh, next step for uh, local Christians to be uh, foster parents and then adoptive parents for these kids. So uh, this is exactly what we, uh, you know, the His Down Ministry is doing right now. We value mentoring, but uh, in our uh, ministry, we really want local Christians, churches, uh, being uh, empowered and involved in uh, foster care and adoption. So that's uh, what we do. How do you go about empowering local Christians? It seems like such a huge task. And is Belarus as a whole, are they now kind of receptive to that? Or do you get any pushback from the government? Uh, surprisingly, uh, government in Belarus and Russia for the last decade probably is also moving from holding the old Soviet system uh, where this uh, orphanage would belong, belong to the state and where they kind of hold uh, 100 kids or, uh, uh, you know, uh, they kind of are also see that the best way for orphans and for the government just to uh, foster care and adoption. And that's uh, why I think it's also important for local Christians to be involved in this process because sometimes in uh, you, you should consider that local Christians in uh, Russia or uh, Belarus, they are uh, kind of not seen like uh, equal to 
the uh, uh, main uh, religious denominations in these countries. And that, was, uh, that could cause some difficulties for uh, non, uh, let's say, the uh, Baptist or uh, let's say Church of Christ people uh, uh, to serve in the state orphanages and being seen by the state as lawful uh, organizations to serve orphans especially. And uh, that's another reason why we think it's uh, important for local Christian families to adopt in foster care because uh, the government does not uh, lawfully have any reasons just to go ahead and uh, question family what denominations they belong to and uh, what church they belong to. And as uh, parents, uh, uh, our you know Christians could raise their children the way that God wants them to raise. Mm. So it's important to move the children out of orphan care to the home so that they have that autonomy as parents and that influence. Yes. That makes sense. And uh, another thing that I think is important in our, well, we create the culture where, as I said, orphans will be seen and taken care of mm-hmm. by Christ- local Christians. Not only church planting is important, not only in foreign missions for serving somewhere else. By the way, it's also widespread in Russia and Belarus. People go to Africa, Kenya, to Nepal, or some other places around the world. But, you know, there are orphans that are live next to you. They probably, there's a, a group home or an orphanage in each city or village. Uh, you know, it depends. It, it couldn't be like big, it could be small. And what we really want to do, we want to uh, church pastors and churches, uh, you know, not only encourage the, uh, their uh, Christians uh, visit orphanages and be foster parents, but also, you know, move forward and create the culture where uh, churches would support the infrastructure for parents to be supported uh, uh, in uh, their need for raising orphans if if they taking them under foster care or adoption, and. Uh, same as, for example, like Agape in Nashville, because Agape's organization here is supported by local businesses, churches, and uh, individuals. This is what we would like to see uh, in, the, you know, I hope in close future in Belarus, Russia, and former countries, you know, USSR. Hmm. And so I'm thinking about Agape and the different services that they offer, like counseling and um, and foster care training and um, sometimes financial resources. Are those the kinds of th- ways that you equip um, future adoptive parents in Belarus? Uh, right now, we're kind of focusing on uh, those families that are already in foster care and adoption, I mean, Christian families. And uh, we generally uh, want to work with the future uh, fam- uh, you know, in, you know, families that would like to adopt. And part of our programs are not actually designed for that because as I said, we, uh, you know, kind of are, uh, want to help uh, those uh, who already in, in adoption and foster care. And if these families are su- successful, if everyone around us uh, see that the networking is growing, the family are connected and they provide, they at least having some support from our organization, that is uh, going to be a great uh, invitation for uh, the other uh, Christian families to adopt and foster care, but not to be afraid that if they adopt, their income is going to be dropped down, or you know, if they adopt, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, uh, a lot of kids, uh, of course, they have difficulties of with, you know, 
between each other and they would not have any support from uh, local Christians or, or uh, church. So, Tell me a little bit about your family. You were married last year, is that right? Yeah, I was uh, married last June. Uh, I'm married to Victoria. She's a wonderful girl and uh, she's a believer. And I've been, you know, I'm 44 and I've been waiting for to get married for a long time. So uh, it was a blessing for me just to, uh, ha- you know, kind of finally got married. And uh, I, I, honestly, I would like to be honest, uh, when I began dating with my wife, I was not thinking that she is the one. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like everything, probably sometimes I would say in my life, you know, sometimes the easiest uh, thing that comes is just easy go, you know, but my... Uh, love to uh, my wife uh, before we got married was developing and uh, I still grow uh, in, in and, you know now after marriage I grow and understand her more probably and I would I, I would say I hope we have lots of years together in front of us just to uh, for me just to see how our relationships will be you know, developing how when we'll have our kids and uh, so on and by the way, we're also thinking about adoption some sometime soon. Oh, that's great. That's really neat. And so you said that you don't really remember how you got connected with Dinox, but you had a a funny interaction at Panera. And so how did the whole do you remember or recall how your partnership with Otter Creek came about and what is that like and what does Otter Creek help and support um help you do with your organization? Well I I can tell that I was connected with, uh, you know, Tennessee and Nashville, out or Nashville's area, uh, maybe since I was baptized, because uh, some missionaries from Smyrna came to Siberia where I was uh, 19, and during the first Christian camp, I was baptized by them, and then I joined the local church. And then I spent some time here in the you know late of nineties and uh, around Nashville. Then I returned back, and finally when I came here again, it was two thousand eight, and I remember that I met with a couple of people uh, from Otter Creek, but I remember exactly who I you know was talking and spent some time, uh, uh, Doug and Nan Smith. So, uh, and I remember uh, Doug was asking me a question like, Ruslan, what is your story? How did you come to Jesus? And I told him my story, how I was baptized. Uh, uh, the guy who was about my age and who came to Novosibirsk or Christian camp. And now this guy is a pastor and he lives in, I think in Ohio or, yeah, I think he lives in Ohio. So it's kind of very interesting. Yeah, so that's probably the first uh, Doug and Nan. They were uh, mm-hmm. first people I interacted with, uh, you know, uh, from Otter Creek, and then I just began my uh, other uh, kind of uh, relationships with different people from Otter Creek. George Graves, Randall Wilcher, uh, both of them. They went to uh, Novosibirsk, Siberia. I think it was two thousand ten or two thousand eleven. I'm not sure. You know, I'm old enough not to remember (laughs) so much information already. And so this partnership has grown and and now you're supported by Otter Creek and and the ministry there is supported by Otter Creek, is that right? Yes, exactly. Otter Creek is uh, uh, is our, uh, you know, anchor church or main church here and 
uh, church supports ministry and supports me uh we currently applied for uh i mean our organization applied for uh to be a non-profit seen as a non-profit organization here uh, in the united states we applied in july so we're kind of looking forward to see this uh, all of our papers approved and uh, hopefully we'll continue our uh, work and uh, we'll continue our partnership with Otter Creek. That's great. So what would be um, the ultimate success if you got to the end of your time with Hisdom and, you know, 50 years from now and you could look back and say that was successful because... Uh. You know, sometimes people are thinking about how, uh, you know, whatever I'm doing right now is well, is going to be affecting anyone in, in the future. And I've been long, I would say the last uh, maybe 11 or 14 years I've been uh, having, uh, involved, I was involved in the ministry for uh, orphans, you know, uh, mentoring, disciple making, or, you know, just uh, in and I would, I remember many kids that kind of were, were little. Now they're uh, grown up uh, adults already. And uh, one story that is always, and I was thinking like, how these kids will will those kids remember me, or will they uh, uh, will they remember what I was telling them, or other uh, people that we were uh, serving together? Uh, kind of uh, will these kids remember them, and what they will remember? And I remember when I was three, probably three years old, uh, one of my uncles uh, back in uh, my city in Novosibirsk uh, was in the market and I saw him from far and I ran to him and, you know, he hold me, you know, I was happy because I recognized him. Uh, I've, I felt like I almost lost myself uh, in that huge market, but I saw him uh, from far and I ran to him and he hold me up and, you know, uh, and I felt so happy, you know, just, I remember what his face looked like, uh, my uncle passed away, but I remember that wonderful feeling that uh, someone strong and, you know, someone that I trust just hold me up and I was looking uh, the whole place, or, you know, from the high and it was so beautiful. And I still remember that. And I feel like if uh, these children who are, uh, his dom was serving, uh, and I've been serving and I'm serving right now and we will continue to do if they will not remember my name or the name of the organization but they, if they finally got their, uh, will get their parents uh, or uh, if they just remember uh, our camps or some other problems that they were involved and we, uh, you know if they feel that great feeling of you know like they were on high and they were protected and they were feeling great I, I think this is what I would like to reach in my uh, uh, this is probably going to be the everything what I needed uh, from uh, feeling that in my ministry mm. that's really really powerful well you're doing really great work Ruslan is there anything else that you'd like to share before we have to go uh, I I I probably uh, want to say that uh, I so appreciate how uh, Otter Creek is uh, doing mission work and has accepted me as one of the you know temporary members. So I'm so happy to be uh, Otter Creekers and get the 
you know information and being involved in some events that uh, Autocree has for members. And even I'm most of the time I'm not in uh, uh, here in Nashville, but back in Russia or in Belarus, I still feel a part of uh, such a huge family like Water Creek, and that's a blessing. So I hope uh, Water Creek will continue to bless people here in Nashville and around the world. And because I felt, I, I feel like I'm blessed and I'm happy. Mm. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, thank you for your ministry and all that you're doing and the ways that you're letting God use you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org stories or follow us on Instagram.